Walking into the press room, there's, like, this great big, like, industrial-sized door that you have to push a button to get through. And then immediately when you're in there, you're overwhelmed with, like, the sound of machines running. When we put the plates on, there's a little pin inside the, the plate cylinder. So it holds it pretty close. So that's you're basically in a warehouse at that point, and there is a press right inside the door that basically fills the height of that room. It is essentially two stories worth of printing press. It's a nonstop process, and every minute is crucial to us. No breaks, no stoppage, you know, nobody can walk away from the machine. Everybody knows what to do. You pretty much don't have to rush anybody or, you know, everybody knows that they're on the clock and this needs to be, the truck needs to leave a certain amount of time to make it to you guys before 6.45 a.m. You're listening to the Upper Cape Catch by the Enterprise, where we bring you audio stories on the latest news from Falmouth, Mashpee, Bourne, and Sandwich. I'm Gilda Geist, and this week we're taking a behind-the-scenes look at how your newspaper gets printed. The voices you heard at the beginning of this episode were Falmouth Enterprise reporter and Upper Cape Catch producer Noel Ananen, as well as two employees of Trumbull Printing, the company where the enterprise is printed each week. Those employees are Director of Sales and Business Development Jeff Colucci and Director of Operations Jose Estrella. This story idea started with our Mashpee Enterprise reporter Alex Megerly. I was interested in following the path of the paper, um, learning that it's not actually printed on Cape Cod and makes a trip all the way to Connecticut and then back to Cape Cod in really not that much time at all, in time for our Friday um, publication. Alex and Upper Cape Catch producer Noel Ananen made a visit to the printing company that makes the newspaper magic happen. But before we hear more about their visit, let's go back for a second and look at the history of how the Enterprise was printed. Hi, I'm Bill Huff. I'm the publisher emeritus of the Enterprise. The Enterprise had its own printing press for most of its history. Our paper has been around since 1886. I mean, let's go way back. Prior to 1989, we had a four-unit Harris in this building. And it, it was in this cavernous wing with few windows. It was just, you know, this dark place. And it basically took up the whole room. And then our paper storage took up the other half of the room. But what was exciting is when you, you know, you finish the paper, they put the last plate on and start running the press and you you know it's just very loud and you know very visceral it's just it was and then there it is you know the work you all did that you know that for that week is coming off that press and it, it was it's pretty exciting the enterprise had its printing press on site for many years until 1989. so in 1989 we built the printing facility at the tech park and um, we built a 9,000 square foot building and moved a four unit press into it. And at that time, we were still pretty small. We had the Falmouth Enterprise and the Bourne Enterprise. And then we added the Sandwich Enterprise and the Mashpee Enterprise, and we started to grow an outside printing operation. And we bought sheet fed presses and uh, a lot of equipment. And uh, we were uh, doing quite well. And then about 10 years later, we added another uh, f- uh, 5,000 square feet to the building. We bought a new press, much larger one with four color capability. And we were continuing to grow. And then uh, about, I suppose about 2000, 
2010 or so, the digital printing started to take off. At the time, the company did not want to invest in getting new equipment to switch to digital printing. They held onto their press for a few more years until there was another major change. Then our pressman that we had, who was an absolute sterling guy and wonderful man, uh, retired. And he was a mechanical genius. I mean, he could keep all these presses going. And so when he left, everything became more expensive to keep up. Um, and then on top of it, the printing business became more of a liability. We had a pressman who got his fingers in the press, cut the tips of his fingers off. And that was, uh, of course, terribly unfortunate for the poor guy. Um, but it was also, it was scary. I mean, it is scary because, uh, you know, he wasn't terribly injured, but it could have been a lot worse. So in 2015, the enterprise decided to contract the printing to an outside company. The company we use today is Trumbull Printing, located in Trumbull, Connecticut. Noel and Alex took the three-and-a-half-hour trip out to Trumbull on a recent Thursday, which is when the enterprise gets printed each week to be delivered to you all on Friday. The type of web printing that Trumbull does is called offset printing, or offset lithography. We're going to talk more about what this means soon, but first, we'll hear about the first stage of printing, known as prepress. At the end of production day on Thursdays, the enterprise editors send the newspaper to the printer electronically. It begins by getting files from the enterprise, so we pre-flight every file that comes in to make sure everything's good. We kind of go through, find any problems, tweak things, fix anything. That was pre-press technician Jim Gura. He's one of the guys Noel and Alex met during their trip to the printer. Now is where things start getting pretty technical. Okay, so you know how when your printer runs out of ink and you have to get a new cartridge? You may have noticed when you go to the office supply store to do that, that those cartridges come in four colors, cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. These four colors can be combined on a page to create pretty much any color. These are the same ink colors that get used in a printing press. The four colors are layered on top of each other on the page in different amounts to make the printed version of the paper look as much like the PDF version as possible. To determine how much of each color is needed to reproduce the text in images, the pre-press technicians use a type of computer called a raster image processor, or RIP for short. We send the files to our computer system, to the RIP, and it separates your files into cyan, magenta, yellow, black. There's a laser that goes back and forth on a drum, and it images onto the plate, and then the plate comes out. But how do those layers of ink get on the paper? Well, it starts with these big metal plates. Here's Noel. There's a pair of guys sitting at a computer, they get the file, and then they are sharing a room with this great big, these two great big machines that are basically laser printers. Inside the machines are these sort of two foot, maybe three foot by two foot aluminum sheets, and combined they make up um, an addition of the Enterprise. And basically the machines print with lasers the, um, the pages of the paper onto the aluminum. Those sheets of aluminum are set aside later to be packed into the printing press. Each page of the paper gets four metal sheets, and each of those metal sheets gets its own ink color, cyan, magenta, yellow, or black. Now let's talk about how that ink gets onto the paper. So if you think about the original Gutenberg printing press, the one you probably learned about in history class, that machine would stamp the ink right onto the paper. You'd arrange the movable type, those little backwards letters, ink them, and then press the paper into the machine to transfer the ink. But the way the enterprise gets printed is a little more complicated. One of the supervisors, he said that their entire industry is based on the idea that water and oil don't mix. During the printing process, each page gets water and ink. The ink 
is soy-based, so technically you could eat it. They don't in the press room. And, but I will be trying it for this episode. That is a joke. Please do not eat ink. Even if it is made with soy, there's lots of other nasty stuff in there that you don't want in your body. But the point is, the ink is made with soybean oil, which repels water. So when the lasers move across the metal plates to transfer on the images from the computer, there's no indentations or etchings. You can't see it or feel it. Instead, it's an invisible treatment that uses chemistry to tell the ink where to go. But it's a cool little sound, like, and, and you can layer this in so you don't have to have me describing it, but it's like a little like computer sounds. <laughs> That's when it's lasering. Yeah. Once the lasering is done, the metal plates get fitted around a cylinder in the actual printing press. The cylinder transfers everything from the plate onto a rubber cylinder, which then transfers everything onto the page. At this point, the oil-based ink and water are added to the page. This part is pretty technical and a little hard to describe, but I found a pretty good explanation on a website of an Australian print company called Jennings Print Group. Here's a quote. In offset printing, the image area and the non-image area coexist on the same flat surface. Offset lithography works on the principle of oil and water separation. The plates have been treated to make image areas attract ink and non-image areas attract water to repel the ink. When the water and ink are applied by the rollers to the plate, the oil-based ink sticks to the image while water sticking to the non-image area repels it. End quote. So this happens four times for each page of the paper, once for each of the four plates. When the first sheet comes out, it's in like yellow and you can't really see anything. You can only see like faint parts of the page that will eventually come out yellow on the sheet and then the red comes out and it's a little bit easier to see because there's more red involved and then the cyan comes out and it's a little bit easier and then when the black comes out you can finally see the masthead and things are a little bit clearer. I think one thing that fascinated me the most was like how much like chemical composition is going into actually getting that ink on a page. Um, For instance when I was at the printing press where it tore um, there was too much ink and water in the process and they have to do the supervisors have to balance how much water is going into the paper to not damage it but so that it will tear but also enough that the ink is going to spread and do what it needs to do it's it's like a highly complicated technical process and one thing being slightly off can cause a huge problem and when the paper tore out of the press uh, I asked the guy if it would cause any delays and he said yes it's going to it's going to cause a serious delay because it's so much time to get that paper back in But it's not just the ink and the water levels that need careful adjustments. Even though the computer we heard about earlier helps with making sure the colors are right, usually the pressmen have to make a few careful tweaks to color levels to make sure things look just right. Also, because they're putting four layers of ink on top of each other, the pressmen need to make sure those layers line up. If they don't, the images can look distorted or fuzzy. In the print world, the term for aligning the page with the plates is called registration. Here's Trumbull supervising pressman Keith Ackers. There's dots. All these are dots. Red, like I said, cyan, magenta, yellow, and black create all the colors. So all these dots have to lay on top of each other. So sometimes when you um, you put the plates on, sometimes the, the red, the, the magenta could be way over here. The dots, that's what actually the computer uses to register it. There's a camera on the top, and it'll pick it up, and it'll, it'll move it side to side and up to up and down. That's registering it. You have to have all the dots, everything lined up for it to look nice and clean and, and, and clear. Thankfully, we got the, the um, automatic registration before. It used to we'd throw out so much more just to get it, you know, good. For the first few minutes, these guys are literally just throwing away, like, 
Edition, hundreds and hundreds of, of editions, just like constant. Even when I thought that it looked perfect, the supervisors would see something was off and they would notice those details and they'd be like, yeah, throw them away. Now, one part of printing that we haven't spent much time talking about yet is the paper. Here's Alex and Keith. You use the word web. What do you mean when you say that? Oh, that's a, a, a roll of paper. We call it a web. When we're talking about a job, um, so you would take, think about it as pages. So if your job, uh, which there are 10 pages tonight? Yeah, we got 16, 10. Oh, 16, yeah, you do we have 16. 16. Yeah. So that we would, as pressmen, would say, okay, that's four webs. Yeah. I guess the best way to describe them is like rollers, giant rollers. So the, the, the paper is my favorite part of this whole process. And I would just like to point out at this juncture that walking into the press room, it like the press room smells like how a, a fresh book smells when you like flip through the pages and sniff them, which I like to do because I'm weird. Um, I it, That's what it smells like in that whole room. It, make, it made me so happy. Um, the paper is on these huge rolls that are like wider than like my arms width. Like when I put my arms out, it's like wider than how far I can reach. And they're huge. They're like one ton each. It's just a roll of paper. Um, and there are guys on those like little forklifts that are carrying those rolls around to the different place they need to be. And then they get put onto rollers and lifted up and then fed into the machine. When the papers come off the press at the end, they're almost all done. In addition to actually printing the paper, the presses fold it, order it, and cut it. So other than the kind of color misalignments that we mentioned before, these additions are coming off pretty much complete. Um, some additional inserts will still be added to it later down the process, but for the most part, the paper is in its form that you would get it either on your driveway or in a grocery store, whatever it might be. And Noelle noticed something about these finished papers that she wasn't expecting. The term hot off the press is incorrect. It's not hot off the press. It's a damp. It is a damp <laughs> stack of paper because it's freshly inked. It's just like, it's a little sticky, you know? But is it warm at all? No. I know, it's ridiculous. With the hot off the presses myth busted, Noelle and Alex continued on their way to the post-press stage of printing, where Jose Estrella, director of operations at Trumbull, showed them what happens next. Once they are printed, they go into that collator on that side. At the Enterprise, we have the news editions on the outside and then arts and culture, sports, uh, real estate, like coupons all get folded into the middle. Um, so they have machines that basically tuck everything inside. The machine opens the news portion of the paper and tucks in the arts and culture, sports and coupon sections. And then it gets sent down a conveyor belt, zip tied, and then sent off to this old man who sits in the back of the building. They count and verify the numbers. That person, you know, makes sure that every every um, edition has the right amount and the Bundle counts uh, per uh, the papers per bundle are you know within you know what they need or they requested. Mm -hmm. um, then we have a third line of defense that also goes through the numbers and make sure that you know that we're delivering what you guys uh, requested. As far as we know, the uh, delivery driver gets there at 2.30 in the morning. We did not stay till 2.30 in the morning to witness it with our own eyes, but we were promised that he would be there at 2.30. And by 11.30 at night, we had yet to see him, so... We were tired by that point, um, <laughs> which is a good time to say that the people who work in this building, whether at the actual press or in some of the other stages, um, work very odd hours sometimes. Um, 
night shift, for instance, since our paper is pretty much printed overnight. Um, and it's also really tough work. The noise, it can get really hot in there in the summer. Um, it's physical depending on the job you're doing. Um, so it's hard work. And one of the coolest parts of the experience for me was seeing everything that's involved in this entirely new location that I hadn't been to before. You know, I'm used to the enterprise and recognizing that what we do as reporters is just one tiny piece of the process, you know, because I also see, oh, design department, circulation, sales, copy editors, everything that goes into it here on Depot Avenue. Um, and then it's, I think it's easy to imagine, oh yeah, and then the paper just goes and gets printed and think of it as like a singular step, when in reality, that is also a whole host of steps with a bunch of different people doing a bunch of different jobs. Um, so major team effort on two fronts to get the news to your front door. I got the sense being there and hearing people talk that operating a printing press and different parts of this process are kind of a lost art in some ways or you know something that more printing presses to go away you know not everybody knows how to do something like this not everybody knows how to operate one of these uh, gigantic machines in the right way um, so I think there's a lot of treasures still to be unearthed in that warehouse our program today was hosted, written, and produced by me, Gilda Geist. Alex Megerly and Noel Ananen did the reporting for this episode, and they both helped out with production as well. The Upper Cape Catch by the Enterprise comes out every Friday, just like our newspaper. Pick up your copy at our office in Falmouth or at your favorite local business. Or check us out online at capenews.net. Thanks for listening.